Surgery Podcast, presented by World Pharmacy. Not, it's not uh, Jim Carrey who can walk down the street just, just uh, you know, doing anything he wants to and get away with it because nobody knows you. You know, after a while, hopefully it'll be to the point where I can't walk out in the street. Won't that be fun? <laughs> where, where, where it'll be impossible to, to walk anywhere without being recognized. When you create yourself to make it, uh, you're going to have to either let that creation go and and take a chance on being loved or hated for who you really are, or you're gonna have to kill who you really are and fall into your grave grasping onto a character that you never were. I saw this psychic palm reader sign and uh, she gave me a reading and she said, You're about to do three things, three movies, that will be very, very, very big and very important. And after that, it will be impossible for anyone to knock you down from that place. I worked in factories. I had a ninth grade education. And it's a series of like crushing disappointments and I just go into a different gear. I go into, don't know how it's gonna write itself, but it will, you know? I don't know how. You know, I mean, I'm the guy who wrote the $10 million check to himself and uh, had it come to fruition. I'm the guy who had the uh, substitute teacher in grade two who said that, uh, you know, whenever I want something, I pray to the Virgin Mary and I ask her for it and I promise something in return and I get whatever I want. So didn't you write yourself a check? I heard yeah. that you did, is that true? I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered and I gave myself uh, five years. My dad could never years. afford a bicycle, so I went, yeah. okay. I went home and I prayed for a bicycle and promised I'd say the rosary in return and then I got uh, a bicycle, showed up in my living room. Brand new Mustang bike. I, I put it in one of the scenes in Eternal Sunshine. A Mustang bike with a banana seat. Just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was going to make $10 million. So you visualized... From then on, it was whenever I wanted something to happen, I manifested it. I stood there in an open field like this, with my arms out. Can you tell me about your dad? My father was not only the funniest man in the room, but he was a fantastic saxophone player. And before I was born, he had an orchestra in Toronto. But, you know, in order to be something special, you had to leave Canada and come down to the States and prove yourself in the States. He was a little bit afraid of that transition, and, and also he had a family to take care of, so he became an accountant. And uh, as time wore on, it wore him down, you know? It wore him down, and he got a little bit bitter, especially when he lost his job when he was 51. Uh, that really broke him. Not only was he compromising to raise a family, but when you compromise and you fail, it really hurts. It hurts even more than failing at what you love. So 
that was an example for me. And a lot of people don't know this, but, uh, but when I was about 14 or 15, my father lost his job and I actually became homeless for quite some time. Uh, of course, I grew up in Canada, so I thought we had just gone camping, you know. But, uh, uh, I learned that you can fail at what you don't love, so you might as well do what you love. There's, there's really no choice to be made. What you want to be, you know? Where did that transition take place? Uh, somewhere in the middle of absolute confusion, absolute disappointment, absolute uh, uh, the fruition of all of my dreams uh, standing there with everything anybody else had ever dreamed about having and being unhappy where did this character come from what is the dirt that the the pearl is built around and the pearl is the personality that you build around yourself as a protection against that thought if they ever find out that i'm worthless if they ever find out that i'm not enough i'll be destroyed i don't want anything that's the craziest thing and it's the weirdest thing to say in a in a place like america where i have no ambition i really truly don't So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying, I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. Because life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. How do I know this? I don't, but I'm making sound, and that's the important thing. That's what I'm here to do. Sometimes I think that's the only thing that's important, really, you know? It's just letting each other know we're here, yeah. reminding each other that we're part of a larger self.